Good evening, good evening. Welcome to another episode from Fourth and Gold Ministries. Before we get started, if you would like to learn more about Fourth and Gold, you can reach us at our website at fourthandgoldministry.org. You can also access our podcast and listen to weekly devotionals from going to this website. If anyone has prayer requests, we would love to pray for you guys. You can email your prayer request in at fourthandgoldministries at gmail.com. Now, with no further ado, we have a special, special guest this week, and that is our leader, Brent Johnson. We're excited for him to bring these two devotionals that he has. Uh, he did a two-part series coming out of the book of Luke on these parables, man, and he spoke about uh, the lost sheep, and, and, and that's just a wonderful parable explaining how Jesus left the 99 just to come back and get one. He'll just dream, how many times in our life has that happened? And the second parable he spoke about was the lost son, and all you can think about is God's grace and mercy that he has on us and how sufficient it is and how his mercy endures forever. So no further ado, Brent, just let me just ask you, man, what inspired you to dig into these parables uh, this week? You know, one of my recent favorite parables is the parable of the lost coin. And we shared that devotional probably a year or so ago, um, kind of when we first were starting. And I, I was thinking about that not too long ago, and I thought, man, it, it's a good time to, to maybe revisit that parable. But then in doing so, you know, I, I went back and looked at the lost sheep and thought, man, right. it'd be great to do just a whole two-part series on just the lost. And so, you know, we led into the lost sheep. And like you said before, man, it left a 99 for that one sheep. And although it's only four verses, it's a very powerful devotional. Um, and then, you know, right. the one that we all know with the, the, the lost son, and, you know, better known as a prodigal son. And in doing that devotional, we talked about it that so many people know this devotional, probably the, or, or this parable is probably the most popular parable that there is in the Bible, but there are so many different aspects to this parable that we, we kind of touched on right. in the devotional. Awesome, man. Awesome, man. So, B, let me ask you, man, what is it that you would like for the listeners to take from these two parables? What did God show you, and, and what is it that you would like to, them to gain from these uh, parables? I, I think it's a great picture into the heart of who Jesus was when he walked the earth and, and who our God is, that he cares so much about the lost. You know, the, the whole reason that Jesus went into these three parables in Luke 15 was because the Pharisees and the scribes and the tax collectors were complaining and, were, and was upset that Jesus didn't spend time with them. But instead, he spent all of his time with the sinners and, and who oh, they considered man. to be the lowest of the lows in society. Yet Jesus spent time with them. And so he tried to explain to them in these parables their whole reason. And it, it's simply, he has come to seek and save that which is lost. So right. these three parables just touch on three aspects of being lost. And the last yeah. one being with the prodigal son, man. So what I want us to be able to gain from there is just realize that how much God loves us. And yeah, even in cool. our lost situation, man, he is trying to find us. That is awesome, B. That is awesome. Well, listen, with no further ado, I'm excited, guys. I'm excited. With no further ado, here is our brother Brent Johnson coming from a two-part series. Uh, the first one, The Lost Sheep. 
Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as always, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the time that you set aside for us to gather together, for us to be among like believers, Lord. We do not take it for granted, Lord. We thank you for us being in the land of the living, Lord. As we dive into your word tonight, Lord, we ask that you will let your word come alive. Let us grow and let us get something out of that we can apply to our everyday life, Lord. Allow it to strengthen us, allow it to propel us, continue to be the disciple that you have called us to be. Lord, we ask that your word would just be a light into our feet, Lord, into our path, Lord, so we may be better guided to follow your steps, Lord. These things we ask in your son, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So tonight, um, I want to talk about Luke chapter 15. Um, and and this is, so Luke is part of the Gospels, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Uh, it's, it's part of the Gospel. And the gospel meaning, you know, the good news, right? So throughout the gospels, we hear we hear Jesus speaking, right? Um, you know, the word, the red lettering, right? It's it's all found in the gospel. So what we're gonna look at tonight is we're gonna look at um a parable. And if you remember, Jesus spoke in parables. So whenever Jesus was doing his ministering and doing his teachings, and he was speaking to the multitudes and he was speaking to Look at Marcus jumped on, man. Good deal. Hey, good to, good to see you, brother. I see your audio coming in. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, man. We just we were just talking about you, man. Um, so so whenever Jesus whenever Jesus was was speaking, um, he was speaking parables, right? And and a parable is a earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And what he would do was he would make the story relatable to the people of those days, and he would use that story and then tie it into the kingdom, right? And he would tie the story into um, the kingdom of heaven, right? So in each parable, there is a, a man figure or, or an us in the story, and then there's a, there's a God in the story, right? Or there's a Jesus figure or the God figure in every, in every parable, um, there's you know those two scenarios right and so the parable we're going to look at excuse me is again luke chapter 15 and the entire chapter luke 15 is about being lost it's about being lost and there are three parables and um the first parable is the parable of the lost sheep uh the second parable and we've actually spoke about this parable before it's the parable of the lost coin. And the last parable is the parable of the lost son. And we know that one to be the prodigal son, right? So we, we've heard that that um, that saying before the prodigal son. That That's the very last parable in uh, Luke chapter 15. So, but tonight we're going to talk about the parable of the lost sheep, which is the very first one. Um, and so we're going to begin with Luke chapter 15. So right before we dive into that, so I kind of want to set the scene, right? So, so we know exactly what was going on um, during that time. So, what was going on is, is you know, Jesus would always we hear about him healing all the people, right? Heal the blind, heal the lame, heal the sick, heal all these people. So, Jesus would always be around the the lowest of the lows of people, right? So, he was always around the lame, the blind, the deaf, the people who had leprosy, you know, the people who were the outcasts of those times, Jesus would always be around those people. And so what happened was the Pharisees and the tax collectors and the scribes who were the high 
they were, you know, the highest of the highs, right? They were the people with all the money. They were the people with all the status. And they were the people that everybody wanted to be. Everybody wanted to be around them. But Jesus was never around them. And Jesus did not spend time with them. And so they were upset about it, right? They were saying, listen, this guy, the King of Kings, and he's saying he's all this. Why is he not spending time with us? Why is he spending time with, with these people, right? And so that's where we pick the story up. We pick it up in Luke chapter 15, verse uh, verse 1. Then all the tax collectors, this is Luke 15, verse 1. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. Jesus was speaking. And the Pharisees and the scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke in this parable, saying, So here's the parable for the night, right? Um, Luke 15, beginning with verse 4. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents and over the 99 just people who need no repentance, okay? Um, so we're going to dive back in and, and kind of look at this parable. So there were, I mean, just to recap that parable real quick. So there was a lost sheep, right? There was 100 sheep, one wandered away, and so there was 99 sheep, and the shepherd went after the one sheep. So he left the 99 to go get that one sheep. And, um, and when he got the sheep, he put the sheep on his shoulders. He carried it back to the, to the herd. And he called all his friends and said, listen, rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep and we all need to rejoice together. And, and then he says the kingdom of heaven, just like that, you know, the, the heaven rejoices over one sinner who repents than over the 99 who need no repentance. So it's, it's just as important as it is uh, for that one sinner to come back and that one lost sheep to come back as it is for the 99. So there's four things I want to talk about with this parable. It is four verses. Very quick parable, but there are four things I want to break down. The very first part is, uh, well, the four sections. One is the lost sheep, right? That's the first part. The second part is the 99. The third is the friends. And the last one is the shepherd. So in this story, we are the sheep, right? And then Jesus, God, is the shepherd. And, you know, oftentimes in the Bibles, we hear, we hear it all the time how, uh, we are compared to sheep. We are called sheep. We are called sheep over and over again. And so the natural characteristics of a sheep. So sheep is, I don't want to say dumbest, but that's true. So sheep is the least intelligent of all mammals. Uh, they're, they're one of the least intelligent animals. And so sheep, um, they're, they're not very smart. They also have a very, very, very bad eyesight. They, they can't see very well. And sheep are by nature, they're followers sheep will blindly follow anything right um and they're also they're they're um social animals so they want to be around other sheep right they won't they won't mean with anything but other sheep so and and if a sheep is wounded or if a sheep is sick then that sheep will wander off from the herd so here we, we're looking at a at a sheep that wandered off right so something was wrong with that sheep in the natural, right? So if a sheep were to leave, it would wander off and stray away, then 
um, then something was wrong with that sheep. It's not just going to wander off because it's all well and good. It's leaving the herd because something is going on, right? Um, so when we think about the sheep outside of the herd, right, we, we think about, you know, the lost person, right? So someone who is outside the fold. So we think about a sinner in this case. Um, so we think about a sheep who is outside the herd is vulnerable, right? They're subject to wolves. They're subject to attacks. They're subject to, like I said, sheep are blind, right? So that sheep could just walk off a cliff and the sheep, they do not have the ability on their, in their own to come back, right? Once a sheep wanders off, it doesn't have the capability of, of coming back by itself, right? It has to be rescued. And so we have that comparison with the center. Right, the sinner is in the same situation. A sinner who has strayed away, or someone who is who is a lost sheep, does not have the ability in and of itself to be saved. Right, because you know there's there's only one way, right, and and that's through Jesus. So that that sinner has to be saved and brought back to the fold. And um, you know, the thing about someone being outside of the covering, because we think about the ninety nine, is as the covering of Christ. And being under the covering, that that sheep or that sinner or that person who is outside the covering of Christ is subject to the wiles of the world and also to the devil, right? We, we've, we've said it before that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And and 1 Peter 5, 8 talks about how the devil roams around the world looking and seeking and roaring like a, or, or you know, is like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. So that that sinner, that person who's outside the fold is an easy candidate um, to be devoured, to be taken, to be snatched up by the devil. Um, and, you know, one of the ways that you can you can tell that, you know, the devil or, or that you you because you, it's not just a sinner who's never been saved. It's, it's also us. It's also us that, that wander away from the fold. We also want wander away from from God. And we find ourselves outside of the covering of Christ because of decisions we made, because we have strayed away from God, because we're, for whatever reason, we can find ourselves as that lost sheep. And, you know, one of the ways that you can tell or one of the ways to recognize when, when you're lost is you start to feel the devil's attacks, right? The devil starts attacking you. And that's not the, I mean, and that's not the only reason why he may attack, but you, you start to. To, to feel the devil more more frequently in your life and you start seeing these attacks coming and you know i i think i may have shared this before you know i read a book by uh, i think it was either tony evans or um uh uh td jakes or i can't remember who, who wrote the book but um he talked about you know he compared you know he compared being in the covering as like you know listen to the radio right <laughs> You know, around here, Power 98, I don't know how far Power 98 reaches, but if you're in Hickory or you're in Charlotte, and let, let's say Power 98 is, is God speaking. Um, if if uh, if you're in Charlotte, right, you hear Power 98 clear, right? So if you're in the covering of God, you, you, you hear him clearly. You hear him speaking to you. You hear him talking to you. But if you start to travel to Greensboro or, or to Raleigh, what happens is, you know, Power 98 gets a little staticky right and the same thing when we stray away from god it gets staticky we don't necessarily hear god as clear anymore 
and then it gets to the point to where we don't hear anything, right? It doesn't come in at all. So we're so so far away from, from God that we don't hear him at all. Same thing with the radio, right? You don't hear the radio at all. And the further you travel, you start to pick up another radio station, right? And and he compares and say, listen, the further you travel away from God, you'll start to hear other voices. You'll start to hear the devil and the devil will start speaking to you or other people will start speaking to you. And I've always remembered that scenario because it's, it's, it's very impactful. And it, and it reminds me, um, you know, of, of this um, of this parable, because it's the same thing uh, when we think about that lost sheep. Um, so and, and you know. And, and, and the thing about, you know, us as sinners is we don't strive to say, you know, I'm going to stray away from God. Um, you know, we, we don't plan to say, I'm just going to leave. I don't want to be a part of this, this Christian walk anymore. What happens is we just find ourselves one day lost because we, we stray further and further away and we push the limits. Sometimes we just find ourselves lost and, and we have to be careful because you know, the, the further we away, the, the, the harder it is to come back. Right. Um, so the, the second part I want to talk about before we kind of get into the shepherd is the 99, right? Um, because when we're in the 99, right, so hopefully we as, as Christians are in the 99, but there's so many things to this parable. It's not just the lost sheep. It's also the 99 because we know that, that the Bible says that, you know, Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost, right? So what is that? What is our goal? What is our mindset as a 99? What are we doing as a 99? What are we doing to, to find that lost brother? What are we doing to seek out that person, which is lost? Do we have the same mindset and are we worried about that 99? Are we worried about the, the lost sheep and do we even recognize it? You know, and, and I, when I talked about, you know, like the characteristics of a, of a natural sheep, um, you know, what they tend to do as sheep, like, so th there's a shepherd, right? So sheep follows a shepherd, but there's also leader sheeps in the group. So there, there are also other sheep in the group, um, that are, whether it's an older sheep that other sheep cling to and they follow. Um, there's a story, uh, when I was reading about sheep, there was a story that happened, like, it's like in Turkey or somewhere, like 20 years ago, 15 years ago, um, to where there was a herd of like 1500 sheep and you know there was a leader in the sheep and when the shepherd wasn't around the sheep would follow that sheep wherever that sheep went and that sheep literally just wandered off and walked right off a cliff and all 1500 sheep followed right behind right off the cliff one after another because sheep are blindly followers that's all they, they follow what's in front of them and, you know, there's the illustration of someone putting a stick out, um, like in front of a sheep, right? And the stick is like a foot high. And, you know, the first sheep jumps over the stick and the next sheep jumps over the stick and then they move the stick and the, and the other sheep just keep jumping. And there's no stick. They're just, they're following because the first person jumped, the next person, they just keep jumping over the, this imaginary stick because they saw someone else do it. So we as 99 like what what are we doing like who, who are we following what are we doing as a 99 are, are we seeking out that person which is lost and then when that person comes back how do we treat that person how are we treating that lost person how are we treating that sinner that has been saved and saved by grace are we extending the same mercy to them 
because as the 99, we're supposed to be the ones, we're supposed to be the friends. Then he says, hey, come and rejoice with me. Celebrate because we we found the 99. But what are we doing as as when when sinners come back, right? You know, if, if we're not seeking and saving, if we're not being disciples, we're not searching for that lost sheep, we should at least be rejoicing when someone gets saved, right? Um, you know, it, we hear it all the time. There's a party thrown in heaven when one sinner is saved, right? When somebody gives their life to Christ, there's a party in heaven. But but what about on earth? What are we, what are we doing on earth? How are we celebrating on earth? Like, wh- what are we doing? Because just because we're in the fold doesn't mean we're quiet. doesn't mean we just sit there and graze in the grass. We, we need to be active. We need to be involved in, um, you know, in the lives of, of other people. Um, and what we have to be careful of and, and, you know, those of us who, who are in church or, or, or following some other things, there is, there's one shepherd, right? Um, you know, there, there's, there's one person we follow and that's Jesus, right? Oftentimes we hear about people who are like almost a cult mentality, right? They're following this pastor, whatever this pastor says they do. And, and they are blindly following this pastor. You know, if remember the story of Peter, whenever Peter um, before Jesus died, Peter, you know, Jesus said, Peter, you're going to deny me. He denied him three times. And, and when Jesus died and, you know, he was arose on the third day, man, and he found Peter. And when he saw Peter again at the Sea of Galilee, he, he, um, uh, he, he replenished Peter for like three times, right? He, cause he, he cause he denied him three times. And so he, he, three times he told Peter, you know, you're forgiven. And each time he told Peter that you're forgiven, he said, Hey, feed my sheep. Right. And then, then he said the same thing again. He forgave him another time. Then he said, feed my sheep, forgave him again. And he said, feed my sheep. Right. And he didn't say, Hey, Peter, feed your sheep. Hey, Peter, feed our sheep. He didn't say that because a shepherd never relinquishes ownership of his sheep and Jesus never relinquishes ownerships of us. And so he is always seeking and saving and trying to, to reach us. And what we have to be careful of is that we're not putting our, we're not following who we claim, you know, whether it's a pastor, whether it's someone else to say, man, I want to be just like that person. And so we're making someone a shepherd who's not right. There are under shepherds, there are leader sheep that God has put, you know, in front of us and, and put around us that we can follow, but we have to get our leadership from the ultimate shepherd which is jesus christ and we have to be careful that we put all of our focus um or all of all of our following into you know who is the shepherd there's one shepherd right there's one way to the cross or there's one way to heaven right and that's through jesus we have to be careful that as sheep that we are not we are not just blindly following um and that we know who our shepherd is you know and you know jesus obviously in, in this parable is our shepherd and in in the natural, you know, sheep in, in those days, um, in the Jerusalem, in those times that, you know, we think about sheep like grazing like cattle, but sheep are kept in pens. And, and the pens were, you know, huge stone wall pens. And there was one way in, one way out. And a lot of times you hear in the Bible, sheep gate, sheep gate, they entered the sheep gate because it was one, like it was big enough for one sheep to go through. And that was on purpose, right? Because you don't want all the sheep to get loose. And so each and every night, the shepherd, in the natural, right? The shepherd would sleep in the gate. He would sleep in the gap between the, the sheep pen. And, and he did that for two reasons. One, so the sheep wouldn't go out. 
And two, he did it for so wolves wouldn't come in. And so he was a protector and he laid his life on the line every single night for that sheep. And we think about the comparison of how Jesus laid his life on the line for us and to save us from our sins. And, and he's that ultimate shepherd. And, and again, in the parable, when you think about Jesus, when he, when he found that sheep, right? Um, and first, when Jesus said the sheep, he didn't say that, you know, he said that the lost sheep, he didn't say the wrong sheep. He didn't say the sinner sheep. He didn't say that the, the sheep that's been backstabbing me. He didn't say the sheep that, that pretends he don't know who I am. He just said the lost sheep because he recognizes us as lost. He never causes anything outside of that. He says that, that we are lost and he is, he is out to seek and to save that which is lost. And oftentimes that's us. And, but what he did when he found that sheep, you know, he didn't kick the sheep. He didn't beat it with the, the, the shepherd staff and say, listen, get back in the pen. What are you doing? You could have been killed. He didn't, he didn't beat it. He didn't kick it. He picked the sheep up, put him on his shoulders and he carried him back to the fold. And he was so happy to get the sheep back because he could have lost that sheep. But he cared so much for that sheep to say, listen, you've wandered far enough. I got you. Get on my back and I'm going to carry you back. I'm going to carry you back to the fold. I got you. And so when we, we think about that visual and we think about God putting us on our back, right? He carried the cross. He carried our sins for us. He's carrying us back. How far away we stray does not matter. And there's not a place that sheep could have went that that shepherd would have not found him, right? And, and no matter how far he would have strayed away, that shepherd would have seek and saved that sheep, right? And he left the 99 to find the one sheep. And it's that important for him to leave the herd to find that one sheep because that one sheep is just as important as the 99. And oftentimes when we stray away and we find ourselves in a place that, man, this, the world has forgotten me, you know, I, I'm scared to go back you know, because how am I going to be treated? Um, but that, that, that's not the case, right? Jesus is welcoming us with open arms. And that kind of goes into the last parable when, you know, the prodigal, the, I mean, the, the, um, the prodigal son, right? When the father welcomes him back, no matter what he did. And, um, you know, because he went out and did all these things, but the father was, when he saw him, he ran to him. So I don't, I don't care what you did. I'm just glad you're back. And so when we think about someone who was lost, or we may have somebody in our lives, we may have somebody we work with, we may have a family member, and, and we may pray for them. We may wish that, I mean, I wish, you know, Brent would be saved. I wish whatever the case is. And, we, and listen, even if we think about that person night and day, and, but, but we're going to sleep, you know, we're going to go to work, and then they, they may come back on our mind. But, but the thing about God is he never sleeps. He never slumbers. So night and day, day and night, minute by minute, he is seeking out, trying to find us in our state of being lost. And so the encouraging thing for us is whether we're the lost sheep, there's somebody out to find us. Whether we're the 99 sheep, we're waiting to rejoice on that person coming back. Whether we're the friends, we want to be considered the ones that say, God, listen, please call me. Man, I would love to have somebody call me and say, man, such and such I've been praying for for years, just got saved. Like, I want to be the person that someone calls and said, listen, you're the friend. You're the person that I called there. That I know you are rejoicing. I know you're happy with me. Um, or you can celebrate with me with this. And then we have the, you know, the, the ultimate example of, of what we need to be. And that's the shepherd, right? We have the shepherd in the story being Jesus and know that he's the ultimate, you know, the Jesus said that my sheep know my voice. 
And, you know, and, and he said, I'll, I'll lay my life down on the line for, for my sheep. And he is proven to be that, right? And we know him to be that. Um, and the last thing that I, I, um, I want to share with you, man, it's a story by um, a guy named uh, John Newton. I don't know if any of y'all ever heard of him before, but um, this is in like the 1800s. Uh, a guy named John Newton, he, he ran away from home. Um, and, you know, he was in a Christian home, ran away from home and like jumped on a ship and, and was trying to live a life of, you know, being on the ship and, and being out and, you know, ended up being found on the ship and they, they sold him into slavery in Africa. And um, so as a teenager, he was a slave to, you know, to, to in Africa and ended up like escaping Africa and escaping slavery after being there for many years. And I did the same thing and like found his way back on a boat and ended up being like a seaman on the boat and worked on a boat and, and found himself all the way up to being a, a captain. Um, and, and during this time, he lived the most perverse life. He talked about how he just, you know, did what he did with women and drank and did all these things and, and just lived and just denied his, his upcoming and, and who he was and lived this way for years. And he was out on, on sea one, one day and he said that his, um, his shit was tossed by the waves and, and, and the entire crew was about to die. And, and, you know, he was within the inch of his life and he thought, well, this is it, this is it. So in that moment, he broke down and, and asked God to save him, right? Because he knew who he once was, but asked God to save him. And then from that moment on, you know, it said that, you know, the storm passed and the ship was saved. And so he went back to London where he was from and became a full-fledged follower and um, evangelist for God and would and would, would start churches and do all these things. Um, and one of the things he's known for is he wrote the song um, Amazing Grace. And when we think about Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound saved a wretch like me. I once was lost. I once was lost. I once was that sheep, but now I'm found. And, and we know that song, right? I mean, how popular is that song? And, and from a guy who went through the things he went through and to, to be able to be used to write that song. And, and he gives his testimony. I mean, you should read that song. I know we hear it, but just read the lyrics one day, man. He's talking about his life. Talk about all the things he went through, man. But he, you know, it, it saved a wretch like me, saved somebody like me. The things that I did, he saved me because I was lost, but now I'm found, man. So be encouraged, you know, and and you know, and the the other parables, you know, we talk about the lost coin, and you know, the biggest thing in the lost coin, and we said it a hundred times before is um the thing about that coin, no matter what state that coin is found, you know, she she has 10 coins, she loses one, then she finds the one coin. And, you know, when she finds that coin, the thing about that coin is it still has its value, you know, and the same thing with that sheep, same thing with us. Although we're lost, although we're in a place that um, we don't hear from God and we're outside the radio station, when we get back, we can still tune in because he is faithful to be who he is. And, and he's the same today, same yesterday and the same tomorrow. So, so we get a chance to hear him. And, and no matter what state we come back, um, you know, we need to be around the 99 that's gonna welcome us in and know that we still have value. We, we, still, we still belong to this herd and, and, you know, and be encouraged to know that there's somebody night and day, day and night searching for us to find us. Um, so no, no matter what state we in of our state of loss, whether it's the lost sheep, the lost coin or the lost son, just know that there's somebody who 
who is sent solely to seek and to save that which is lost. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that you have found us and that you seek and you save and you shine the light on us, Lord. And, and no matter how far we drifted away, Lord, I thank you that we, we may have strayed away where people couldn't reach us, Lord, but we have never been outside your covering, Lord. So I thank you that you found us. I thank you that you've turned us around. I thank you that you've carried us back. And I think that you carry the cross for us. So I think that you carried our sins on your back, Lord. I know that we're not worthy. And day in, day out, we use all the grace and all the mercy that you give us, Lord. But we thank you in advance for what you continue to bestow upon us, Lord. Thank you for the 99 that has been waiting. But I claim that we are the 99. I claim that we are people who are rejoiced when a sinner is saved, Lord. I thank you that we will be disciples. I thank you that there will be a time that we get to reach out. And there'll be a time that we get to extend that same grace and mercy to others. That you have you have given us so we thank you for the opportunity that we get to worship you the opportunity we get to just be saved by you Lord. we we ask that there's anything that we have done that wasn't pleasing in your sight Lord. anything that we have put in your way or anything we have put in your place lord move those things and allow us to be more righteous and more found holy by you lord it's in your son jesus name we pray amen man another great message from one of our team members here at fourth and gold ministries As always, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast, and we pray that you were able to receive some things that may strengthen your walk with Christ. If at any time you have any questions on how to be a part of our ministry or to join our weekly devotionals, please feel free to reach out to us with any questions, concerns, and more importantly, with any prayer requests. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us on Facebook. Or you can email us at Ministries, all one word, at gmail.com. Now, with hearts and minds cleared, may the peace of God be with you. May his grace go ahead of you. May the love of God be in you. And may the favor of God be all over you. Until we meet again, remember, we love you.